Um, I feel really privileged to be here this morning and to share something that God has put on my heart. And I believe that it's not just something that he has put on my heart for this morning, but something that he has birthed um, in and through me for the past three and a half years. Um, I'm trying to bring it all together in 15, 20 minutes is difficult, but um, we'll do our best. Um, I want to speak this morning to, to you all about middle moments. Those moments that you find yourself in when you're in between the no longer and the not yet. You see, more than often, the beginning of something is full of this enthusiasm and excitement, and we find that the beginning is full of new hope and new opportunity and new adventure. And quite often at the beginning, there's this great expectancy of what God is going to do. We tend to hear God's voice the most at, this, at, these, at these points in these moments where, where God is calling us into something and we're stepping out to go. And it is the place where we find, we find that our faith is stirred the most. Quite often we receive words of encouragement um, or words of prophecy that people have spoken over us about where God is calling us into. And it is often the place that we see ourselves as well as others full of commitment, ready to go. And then we have the end, this place that seems to have this, I suppose, energy of its own. It allows us a place to stop, to rest and reflect on all that has been. And we tend to either gain this sense of satisfaction that something has been completed or this sense of relief that something has finished. The end brings with it this beautiful gift of hindsight where we're able to look back and trace God's hand of faithfulness through the journey um, in a way that we maybe couldn't see when we were in the middle of it. And then we have the space in between and it is the space that I want to speak into this morning. It's the place that we may also identify or call the process or the transition or the journey and this morning that I'm going to call the middle moments. The place where it's not quite like the beginning, it doesn't have the same excitement and enthusiasm and it's not quite like the end where it doesn't really draw any conclusion to the journey or what has happened. In fact, it is often the place that we identify that has a lack of definition and the moments that we're standing before God asking him what is going on. That sense of confirmation that we had at the start about what God is calling us into seems to get a bit hazy. And it is often the place where we see ourselves plateau, whether that be in our relationship with God or the church or in other areas of our life, and we contemplate turning back. And for me, it was the place where I tried to prematurely twist God's arm in the hope that to endorse something that he had not yet said yes to, in the hope that my shortcut would lead quicker to the breakthrough rather than taking the long way round with God. And I want to read from Mark 4, 35 and look at an interaction between Jesus and the disciples this morning. Um, I think it's going to come up on the screen. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let's go to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious storm came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him up and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drowned? He got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, 
be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and waves obey him. It was evening and Jesus said to his disciples, let's go to the other side. The disciples had spent all day with Jesus up until this point. And we read at the start of chapter four that as Jesus began to teach, large crowds were gathering around him. He got into the boat with his disciples at the lakeside and taught from that very place. We see here that the disciples that had sat with Jesus in the calm at the lake shore are the same disciples that we read about in these verses just a few verses later in the middle of the lake. But what strikes me most about this is the same place that Jesus used to teach the disciples in the storm was about to become the same place that he was going to teach them in the middle of the storm. And they didn't foresee it coming. And there are people here this morning and your storm has hit the same place that was once calm for you. The place where God has previously showed you his supply over and over again. Whether that be in your health, your ministry, your job, your family, your marriage, your children, your mindset, your heart, your finances, your self-control, your education, your confidence, your self-esteem, your relationships, or even your relationship with God. And you did not foresee the storm coming when you were living in calm waters. That place that was once calm for you is now chaotic. And we see that leaving the crowds behind, the disciples took Jesus and they started out in calm waters before the waves started to hit the boat. Jesus gave them a word and said, let's go to the other side. We don't see anywhere in the passage where the disciples seem to have any reason to doubt where Jesus was calling them into. The waters were calm and it was good to go. But what we see here is how easy it is to trust Jesus when all is calm. And yet how much more difficult it is to trust Jesus when the storm hits and the waves start crashing into your boat. Soon later, we see the disciples in the middle of the lake, no longer at one shore and not yet at another, in the middle of a journey that Jesus had instructed them to take, and Jesus was asleep when the storm hit. Suddenly, their demeanor shifted from peace to panic, and everything that they were so certain of before in the calm, they doubted. You see, so often we hear God's voice or we feel prompted into what God is calling us into or we step out in obedience into, into what God um, is maybe bringing us into or what some, someone has maybe spoke over us that we feel certain clarity over and confirmation over. And we start out in calm waters. And then what happens is when we're on that journey, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the wind and waves start crashing into our boat. And we begin to question all that we were so certain of before when we set out. But what we see here is that Jesus at the shore, in the stillness and in the calm, is the same Jesus in the boat in the middle of the storm. 
He did not change and he does not change today. But what did change was the situation and circumstances that surrounded the disciples. You see, they allowed their faith to become reactionary to their situation rather than responsive to who Jesus is. And many of you need to hear that this morning, that Jesus will never cause panic in your storm or in your middle. The same God that you trusted in the stillness is the same God in the storm. But what does cause us to panic and to worry and to doubt and to have anxiety and ask God what is going on is when we place our faith in our situation rather than placing our faith in who God is. Soon we see the fierce storm come up. High waves were breaking into the boat and it began to fill with water. The disciples go to Jesus and they shake him to wake him up and shout on him, saying, teacher, teacher, don't you care? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and waves. Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Now imagine in these moments that Jesus is just thinking, you have sat with me all day, sat under my teaching all day while I have taught the crowds. And yet, when a situation hits beyond your control, you panic. Do you still not know who I am? And yet again, we see how much easier it is to trust in Jesus when we see him in action rather than when he seems quiet. And I wonder, does it feel like a storm is hitting your middle right now and Jesus is asleep, seemingly unaware of the situation surrounding you? Many of you know a bit about our story. Um, over the last three and a half years, Jason and I have both journeyed through infertility and IVF in order to conceive um, this little miracle that we're carrying now. But I remember in a really tough moment that I can only describe as feeling utterly broken um, from, from head to toe, where I said to Jason, I know God loves me, but this does not feel like love. And I began to question, I began to question Jesus over and over again and wonder what he was doing in a situation that was far beyond our control. And at times it felt like he was asleep. And I read this, this um, interaction between Jesus and the disciples, and I see myself and the disciples over and over again in our journey. Because I find myself on my knees so many times before God, saying, God, don't you care? Wake up. Because I was so desperate for God to step in. But in those moments, I forgot something that I believe the disciples forgot in their panic as well was that Jesus was in my boat. I look back now and I see that as I was pacing and panicking, Jesus was resting. And I love that because I just think, what assurance of in itself. The thing that was causing me to panic didn't even stare Jesus from his sleep because he knew that he only had to say, silence, be still, and the situation was under his control even though it felt like the storm was raging all around me. I believe Jesus was waiting to see 
if I was going to respond to the bad medical report or respond to who he was. Let's not forget that the fishermen, or the disciples were fishermen. They would have been familiar with the waters and they would have been familiar with navigating a boat. And they would have been familiar even with stormy weather. However, there was something different about this storm that caused them to pay attention. Now, I'm surmising that the disciples probably would if you tried to use their fishermen's skills to attempt to steer that boat in the storm before they called on Jesus. But sometimes there are storms that hit our middle that are going to grab your attention more than others. Things that you will journey through that actually make you feel pretty paralyzed. Things that are beyond your control, beyond your skill set, beyond your strength, beyond your knowledge. So it causes you to turn desperately to call on Jesus and not just poking him to wake up, but shouting out in utter desperation to ask him to save you. Here we have the disciples in the middle of something that they did not anticipate when they set out. And I do want to acknowledge this morning that there are many different ways that you might find yourself journeying through something or in the middle of it. Sometimes God puts us there. Sometimes the enemy throws us in. Sometimes we throw ourselves in through our own decisions and sin. Or maybe this morning you're standing in the middle of a storm of someone else's decision. But I know that God wants to offer you grace and love right where you are. Genesis 50, 20 says, You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. I really feel, just as I was preparing for this message, that there would be people here this morning who feel stuck in your middle and what you're journeying through. Because you're desperate to find a reason as to why you're going through what you're going through. But we don't see anywhere where Jesus gives the disciples a reason as to why they're in the middle of a storm or he sent it. But what he did give them was a revelation of who he was. You see, reason and revelation are two different things. And revelation will always be more powerful than reason. I don't think that this passage is a demonstration of God's power. But I do think it is about taking the disciples through a storm to give them a revelation of who Jesus was to increase their faith in him. We cannot fight the enemy with reason, but we can fight the enemy with a revelation of who Jesus is. You see, I get stuck in questioning God over and over again, wondering why women were getting pregnant all around us. And yet God still wouldn't birth life in me. But God took me on a long process and taught me that I no longer had to figure out why I was going through what I was going through or how I got there. Because no matter where it came from or no matter who sent the storm, it had to pass through the same hands before it reached me. His. I need to come in to close. But we see in the common chapters that the disciples are part of Jesus' greatest story on earth. After the storm, Jesus sends the disciples out. And we see that their revelation led to the revelation of Jesus for others. Because their faith 
had been forged in the middle. You see, while the disciples were in the middle of the storm, they were preparing themselves for a wreck, and yet Jesus was positioning them for something greater. I want to encourage you this morning that God will use your middle. God will use your journey through whatever you're going through right now. And sometimes we become so overcome by the storm that we just brace when we're in the boat, can't see any purpose in the middle, and prepare ourselves for the boat to fill. But one beautiful verse that I've clung to for the past three years, Isaiah 66 verse 9 says, I will not cause pain without something new to be born. You see, I sat with Jason that night and I said to him, this does not feel like love. But this morning I stand here and I say in much calmer waters that this is a revelation of who Jesus is. And although in the storm it did not feel like love, I stand here today and I can say that the storm was love. And many of you have come here this morning and you're facing something or you're going through something that you just feel like the waves and the wind are crashing your boat. But I want to encourage you that God is in the boat with you, even if it seem, he seems asleep. I'm going to ask, just, I was going to say the band, but it's your one-man band today. <laughs> Sorry to come up. But I want to ask you this morning, what if you're in a season that God wants to show you that he is your ultimate shelter? Maybe in these middle moments, God is wanting to get your attention. Maybe your storm was not sent by God, but God wants to use what you're going through to increase your faith in him. Or maybe he does want to take you through a storm or a process or a transition period to give you a fresh revelation of who he was. On the, fifth, on the 12th of the 5th, 2015, I wrote the words transition and season in my journal. And never did I imagine that over four years later, we would still be in that season, hopefully coming to a close. I waited on the God of the instant in that journey. And yet God became the God of the long way round. But God's delay did not mean his denial. And some of you need to hear that this morning too. That sometimes God's yes does not mean no. We're going to close with a song and then we are going to have a wee bit of time for prayer. But I really want to encourage you to come forward. If you feel that you're going through something or you're in the middle of something, that you want to claim back your middle. See, the enemy will try and disable you in your middle, but God will use your middle to enable you. And some of you need to claim back your middle for God this morning. Maybe you need prayer, that you feel that you're in the middle of something where doubt has gripped your heart and panic has set in of something that is beyond your control. Or maybe you feel you have plateaued a little. Maybe you need prayer to help place your faith back in God and not in your situation. Or maybe you feel that you've been stuck in wanting a reason as to why you're going through what you're going through. And this morning, God wants to give you a revelation of who he is instead. Or maybe this morning, 
like me, you just need prayer to be reminded that Jesus is still in your boat.